Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. We are on the precipice of the NFL season, been talking storylines and some of the things happening in Hard Knocks and in some preseason games. And to get an expert's perspective, we are fortunate to have Rick Spielman on the show, former NFL GM of the Vikings, CBS Sports HQ NFL analyst, extraordinary job over there where I also happen to work, and the co-host of the podcast with the first pick. You can follow him on Twitter, Spielman underscore Rick. Rick, we're almost at this season, man. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Yeah, no, it was exciting uh, to watch some of the games last night. There's so many storylines going on in these preseason games. So, But now excited to be on the show as a guest with you today. Uh, Rick, so obviously C.J. Stroud did, did not have the world's best debut yesterday. It's early only a couple series. There's a long ways to go. I, I want to ask you about rookie quarterbacks in, in, in this way. There's obviously, and you know about this, massive pressure on general managers in general and certainly to get the quarterback position right. How long, if you take a guy number one or number two or number five overall, or you just bring a guy in as a free agent, how, how long until you might actually, even if you're not saying this out loud, get a pit in your stomach if, if things don't go well? What is the, the timeline that an organization's leader gives somebody before they start to worry? Usually the rule of thumb has been three years. You look at Josh Allen and when he kind of hit his stride up in Buffalo into that third year, you looked at Tua down in Miami and last year, you know, except take away the concussions, he started to come into his own. Jalen Hurst, who wasn't a first rounder, uh, but a second rounder. And look what he was able to accomplish in his third year. So you kind of have to be patient to go through those growing pains, but usually you give them a three-year window before you determine whether it's going to be a hit or a bust. Rick, obviously everybody wants people to succeed, and it would be wonderful if Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud both were massively successful in the NFL, but historically speaking, that just doesn't happen. Guys taking one and two overall can go back to the 80s. It's very rare that both those guys have the level of success those teams are hoping for. I hope they both do. I'm sure you do too. But if you had to bet on one guy, if you were in that seat between Young and Stroud, who do you think has the more likely great career, the, the more likely outcome that's going to benefit the team that drafted him? Yeah, I like both of those when they came, both players when they came out last year. But I really think that Bryce Young has something different. And just being around him, uh, I was down at Alabama a few times in the fall, and I undersized understand that he's undersized and everybody's going to say, well, he's not tall enough, but his demeanor, his intelligence for the position, his ability to process and his ability to anticipate where the throw is going to go to give the receiver a chance to get open. 
is something that I thought was rare when you sit there and you evaluate him. Now, if he was 6'2", 6'3", you would say he's going to be a generational quarterback. But he has to go out there and still prove, even though he's an undersized quarterback, uh, that he can perform and be worthy of the number one overall pick. Rick, when it comes to success for a quarterback in the NFL, in general terms, I know it's person to person, but generally speaking, what percentage of, of that outcome is, is a quarterback's talent versus what percentage is just where they are in the situation they find themselves drafted into? I, I think it's a little bit of both, but the one thing that I learned, and I made plenty of mistakes probably why I'm hosting shows now and, the, and on the media side, is that I always thought the quarterback, you can recognize the physical talent, um, but we're doing all these psychological testing now. We're doing all this uh, – different analytic type scores, but you have to measure how they process. And where I made mistakes was I thought you had to be smart, which you do to play quarterback, but a quarterback can be very smart, but if he can't process in that two and a half seconds that he has to process in order to get the ball out of his hands, that's where I made some of my mistakes. So not only do you have to have the intelligence, but you have to also have to be able to process quickly. The other thing that I think is extremely as important is when they walk in that huddle, those other 10 guys have to want to play for that guy. And they have to believe that having that quarterback there gives them the best chance to win get football games. So the leadership, there's different styles of leadership that work, but that processing and how quickly they see things. And even watching C.J. Stroud last night, you can see the arm talent. You can see him move around athletically. He just didn't look real comfortable trying to get through the progressions, and that'll come with time. That'll come with the experience and the reps. Rick, that is really interesting. If you did, if you had it to do again, if you were in a GM seat in a year or two or three, and you applied what you learned from that stint with the Vikings, what? How do you, as successfully as you can? evaluate a college quarterback's ability to process at the NFL level? What are the te- is it is it film? Is it like, what do you do? What would you do to try and figure that out? Yeah. A lot of times you relied uh, on the coaches. And like I said, I've sat in meetings and I've sat with quarterbacks. You know, we always try to look and see if uh, how copious of the notes that they took during those meetings. So when a offensive coordinator is installing or the quarterback coach is installing, Let's see what he's processing, how he writes his notes down. Some guys can just get it. Some guys just have the memory or or even some of the guys that I've been around with uh, are able to just process that. But when they go up to the board and that quarterback went up to the board, he sounded like installing that offense was better than what our offensive coordinator did at the time. The problem was that he did that in 20 minutes, not in two and a half seconds. So, we try to come up with different tests, working with different psychology departments and different psychologists on how do you measure that mental quickness. And I don't know if there's an exact test out there. You try to get it off the film. You try to do that when you're studying quarterbacks in pressure situations during a game, whether that's two minutes, whether you're down or up in the game. And there's just a lot of different uh, layers to the onion, onion that you can peel back. So, to me, a lot of the things uh, where I made, uh, we went back and really tried to hone in on what was it that we missed and how could we address it so we don't do it again. And 
So those are some of the things that we came out just working with different testing and different things we can do better. I'm Bill Ryder here on CBS Sports Radio talking to Rick Spielman, former GM in the NFL and CBS Sports HQ NFL analyst. Uh, Rick, speaking of mistakes made, uh, on my end, no one wants to be a sucker, but I'm a sucker year after year for hard knocks. I stopped watching it because every time I watched it, whatever crappy team was featured, I would believe was going to go 16 or 17 and you know, win the whole thing with bet money. I don't know what it is. I'm just a sucker for those storylines. So talk some sense into me if that's what I need. Because I was look, I know the Jets are going to be interesting and they have Aaron Rodgers, but I was not a big believer in that crowd at AFC that they were going to go deep. And now I'm all in. I got to get a Jets tattoo on my face after my reaction to to episode one of Hard Knocks. What is the reality through the sizzle of that show of what you think New York can be? Well, I never, uh, whether it's fortunate or unfortunate, were uh, participated in the hard knocks with any of the teams that I was with. And uh, that Jets tattoo going next to the Lions tattoo you had on your face last year. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) It's going to be a really strange fit, Rick. (laughs) But I, I think it gives you a little perspective of what happens behind the scenes i think it's entertaining uh i'm you know learning the guys personalities um so i think it gives the fans which makes it very interesting a behind the scenes look of what's actually going on now some of it is edited i know when we did some things not on hard knocks but other uh different types of shows that we always made sure that we had the editing rights we never wanted anything to come out that would give an opponent it potentially a competitive advantage. But I think it's entertaining. I think it's great for the fans to get a look behind the curtain and actually see uh, some of the personalities and what actually goes on uh, through training camp. Do you think, Rick, the Jets are realistically one of the few teams that have a shot at making an AFC championship game this year? I think that, you know, with Aaron Rodgers and all the hype, I think that he is rejuvenated. I think they have playmakers around him. I think Brees Hall, if he didn't blow his ACL, ACL out last year, would have been up for a potential rookie of the year uh, as a rookie of the year candidate as well. My biggest concern with the Jets is not on the defensive side of the ball, not the playmakers that they have around Aaron Rodgers, but can that offensive line, especially at the two tackle positions, protect him? And if they can't protect him and Aaron's getting hit, it may be a longer season than uh, people are anticipating for the New York Jets. Uh, Rick, it is not a secret, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, Delvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, that the running back position is not compensated, valued, whatever you want to call it, the way that, that running backs would like. And that's led to some holdout drama and some questions about some of those guys' future, short-term and, and medium-term. Being a GM, running an NFL team is a business, right? It is It is not tiddlywinks. It, it is a business. What is the proper way from your perspective as a former GM to go about handling these running back situations when they're valuable, but those guys want to get paid money that largely the market, at least right now, does not pay that position? Well, if you look at it four or five years ago, those running backs were getting paid, and I was with some very good running backs through my career, starting back with Adrian Peterson and even Dalvin Cook. And we had that extension done with Dalvin Cook and paid him pretty significant money because that was what our offense was built around, the running game. Nowadays, I think you're seeing a lot of these teams playing three receiver sets, uh, spreading the ball out. The, the, The game has become a space game. And, the Kansas City Chiefs have proven it, and this is a copycat league. 
that they can do it with a seventh-round pick or a running back by committee approach. So one of the things that I always did in the interview process is if you had to pay four players uh, elite money on the offensive side of the ball, what position would you pick? And in the past, running back was always one of those four positions. Talking to some of these young head coaches and some of these coordinators that I think will be future head coaches and just get an opportunity to sit and talk with them, they wouldn't prioritize that position now. It would be the left tackle, it would be the receiver, it would be the quarterback, and it may be the tight end now. So it just, I think the game has evolved, so the running back position uh, may have gotten devalued because of the success teams are having with this running back by committee. But I also think, you know, a B. John Robinson or some of these guys, Saquon Barkley, for example, with the New York Giants, that whole offense went through Saquon Barkley last year. And the reason they had success, I understand that Daniel Jones did a great job and used his legs more, but the New York Giants had success because of Saquon Barkley. He is Rick Spielman, co-host of With the First Pick, CBS Sports Podcast. Check him out on CBS Sports HQ. NFL analyst there, former GM. Follow him on Twitter, Spielman underscore Rick. Uh, Rick, it's a busy time. We are pumped that football is almost back, or I guess technically is back. Appreciate you being on the show, and let's do it a lot this upcoming season, pal. Okay, look forward to it. Thanks for having me on today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 